KC Zone Studios. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Turn to the experts. Carrier. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. Jake coming at you live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Lloyd Cole producing for the moment across the glass from me. And uh, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I was just taking a stroll down memory lane with Lloyd here. Are you eating what? already? No, I, that was my uh, my watch wristband. Oh. Sounded like you were unwrapping a Werther's. Should we see if that watch rings? Uh, oh, no, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, no, it won't. Because Let's I do a test. I have it. Go ahead. Try. Try all you want. It's all right, man. You're going to get nothing. That's my new favorite thing, by the way, is just <laughs> randomly calling Gordon. To see if his phone's <laughs> just off? to see. Yeah. Uh, when I'm on the air, yeah, I I I, uh, I generally check it now, uh, but uh, yeah, I, it only took uh, us how many years to train you, Gordon? Nice. <laughs> well, well, most people, uh, most people who know me know I'm on the air at this hour, so they don't they don't bother. But uh, every once in a while, I'll get a call from uh, from a Lloyd Cole or somebody like that. You know, an issue I've got. Uh with with my wife and it's it's funny because she's she's pregnant again and, and better at it this time uh as she was last time but she would call me during the show when she was very pregnant and so i, I every time i'd be like she knows where i am she knows i can't answer so if she's calling me it must be like let's go you know maybe, and, maybe she's calling you just to leave a message you i know? don't know why I, the way. I, I then, love you, then, dear. then text me then, 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 throw me a text. Don't call me when. Don't, don't, don't tell her what she can and can't. Listen, do. she ag- I, agrees with my assessment here. By the way, I, I love how you're trying to defend her. She, she says, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. And then she would forget and do it again. Where someone would pop into her head, and she, I'd be like, you've got to stop because I think uh, every time I look down and see you are calling me while I'm on the air, I think I need to run right now to my car and, uh, you know, get you to the hospital. I don't know why well, you, when you phrased it, when you said, my wife's pregnant again, it just sounded kind of funny. Oh. My wife's gone. Well, no, no, no. She, she she'll pregnant ne- again. <laughs> she'll now. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? <laughs> she'll now text me you know, oh, as opposed okay. to calling well, me. We, but, what if the delivery is on, is, uh, is on, is nigh? You know? Well, we all know uh, when that's actually going to happen. It's going to be happening on the 30th of April. 
Is it? Probably. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm confident. Well, we know the the we got. Do we have gambling odds on this? Well, we, we need know, some gambling odds. We know what the the week is going to be for sure. Yes, it's going to be on, the 30th for sure. It's right, be the 30th. The week Gordon's going to be gone. I'm I'm nearly no, certain. No, yeah, she's she's due on what the sixth. Oh yeah, but the the kid yeah. is giant, and we were all yeah, but assured gonna, that it's oh, coming early at oh, our last. You never know. At You'll our last know. doctor's appointment, it'll it'll be the sixth. Uh, by the way, I, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it's science. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the sixth. They know it what they're will. talking about. No, I just got. I just have a. I have a feeling. It, it might be a day early, but I'll be back before then. You know. So You've got days, a couple you know, days to spare. Good to go. Uh, yeah, three days, whatever it is. Uh, I called Lloyd during his show the other day. Lloyd, I apologize for that, but I did call you when you were preoccupied. It was in a, in a break, so I answered. But then uh-huh. you wanted way too much information. I said, "Oh, Gordon, you're gonna have to. I, I can't do this right now. I'm getting ready to start my next segment." You know, it's how I called that Lloyd show because that is Lloyd's show. Those other guys are just uh, they're just sort of uh, riding my coattails. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's been that way for years. And years. You know, I don't think they acknowledge that enough. No, they should. Uh, they you, should. You know, this no. this whole thing does remind me of uh, one of my favorite Austin bits. We are missing Austin, but when he was hosting the Saturday show, it would really aggravate him when people would call him while he was on the air because he felt like it was disrespectful, like they should know. And uh, <laughs> and Hans, Hans called, and so they answered it live on the air. And Hans, of course, was, didn't believe that they were on there. He's like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, uh-huh. Austin's like, we're on the air. Hans is like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So, hey. And he goes, no, seriously, we're on the air. Oh, oh hey, God. guys. That is what followed. Amazing radio. I want to get back to what I said earlier. I don't think Lloyd gets enough credit for what he does. Oh, I get plenty of credit. That's not, that's not like my thing. Yeah, far, it's plenty far too I know, much. I know. Way too I know much. About that. No, you're a humble guy. Uh According to Jake, you're rather underhanded and dastardly at times. You'll admit but you're, to that. But you're humble. I, I'm just telling you, watch your back at all times. Yeah, right. <laughs> just ask Mike for my tea. You know the thing about that when he rips you, Lloyd, it, it, it he says it in a way that is complimentary. It's a compliment coming from Jake. You know his uh, his little snipey comments have gotten better. They used to be a lot. A lot worse over the years. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Here's the thing. Lloyd and I are both proud members of uh, what we like to call the Sears Brotherhood. Sears and Roebuck. There's, uh, <laughs> there's a deep connection going back a long time. We, we understand each other and, uh, and our uh, humor and ways to communicate. Did you guys accelerate the demise of that company? Oh, no. We were gone long before. Oh, uh, yeah. The bottom fell out. Well, I know, but you may have set the... The wheels in motion. The foundation. I yeah. doubt it. I'm sure my naps in the tents probably didn't help. If no, Lloyd would have okay. would have slung a few extra treadmills, extra the company treadmills, probably the company would less still naps be here. in the tents. Those so, were my, some of my favorite days, though. I mean, these are college days, Gordon. <laughs> you have a late night, and you just go and you you roll into one of the tents and you just take a nap. Little snooze. Little snooze. About 10 a.m. Catch so, I mean, did you ever snore or anything like that? I don't that? think uh, so. It wouldn't I mean, have mattered. Did... Yeah, it wouldn't matter anyways. <laughs> Just... Honestly, if you were if you were shopping at, at Sears, Gordon, and you were walking through sporting goods and you heard snoring coming from one of the tents, <laughs> would you really, like, investigate or would you just keep on rolling? I tell you, it was always a little weird. When I did have it one time where I, you know, unzipped as I came out <laughs> and there was somebody, like, walking right by and they kind of looked at me like, what the What's going, What's going on? on? I'm like, just checking uh, out the tent. Just, uh, just, doing just a checking little... out the tent, making sure the size is nice in the, uh, on here. 
Let's Cot's see, what, good. What, what could Lloyd have possibly been doing in that tent? You know, was there any smoke coming out of the tent? Was what? There, you know, are you, Gordon, what are you, are you talking about? Uh, I'm not Lloyd Cheech of, and Chong here. Of smoking <laughs> cigarettes in a tent in the middle of, uh, <laughs> the, middle of the Just Sears? taking a nap. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Okay, I want to get this straight. I know this has nothing to do with sports, but big deal. When has I ever stopped this before? I want to know specifically... Lloyd's role at Sears versus your role, uh, Jake, at Sears. I sold actually uh, had pretty much the same role, just different departments. Yeah, different departments, exactly. So you were sales guys, essentially. Yeah. He was slinging computers. I was slinging the treadmills. uh And did you enjoy it? Did you like that? Yeah, of course. It was fine. Were customers difficult to deal with? Uh, No. Most people are pretty... They're pretty easy. Occasionally you deal with uh, somebody that's a little more difficult. I'll tell you what I didn't appreciate. Then you just pass them off to somebody else. This is this is, <laughs> this is uh, something Lloyd didn't have to deal with. Uh, when I when I was in the computer uh, department, they put video games in there, and we had some of the like consoles where you could play demo versions or whatever. So uh, many parents out there. Uh, viewed that as an opportunity for uh, the fine folks at Sears to uh, to babysit their children for several hours while they did who knows what. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they just they I, I couldn't believe like the the I don't know the I just couldn't believe somebody would do that like they and it happened all the time. How old they are would we just come they would come walk by their kid would peel off they'd stand there for hours. How how old? I don't know, Gordon. Not toddlers. I mean, you're running a nursery over there. What? Yeah, exactly. Like anywhere from like I'd say eight to eighteen. Okay, well at least that's a little older. Well, I would hope people aren't leaving their four-year-olds <laughs> in the video game department. Is so, that something okay, so, you would do? Gordon? No, of course not. Uh, no, I, I keep my eye on. Um, but l- let me ask you this then. I want you to. D- Here's the it. diaper bag. Here, Daddy will be back. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me just put this diaper back. Do you mind if I put this behind your counter? <laughs> let's ca- no, no, let's categorize this a little bit. Lloyd, customer comes in. Who? Which? Which uh, group is the most difficult to deal with or to or to work with? Yeah. Uh, young younger people, older people, women, or men? Oh, geez, I don't know. Uh, younger people, I guess. And you were and you were selling what exactly? Tread treadmills. Okay. Of course, I wasn't selling treadmills to younger people necessarily, but I don't know. That's a really pretty difficult. Yeah, they were all pretty difficult sometimes. No, I just wondered because because I'm not I've never I've never been in sales and and I I, is there science to it? I mean, do you do you never dealt with any type of sell ever? What what do you what did you do growing up? Oh man, I, I I did all kinds of work. You but don't I, want I to didn't. open that door. No, I just there. did. Look, sorry about yeah. that. No, but oh, I used to paint houses. Yeah. I painted many houses, and uh, I worked as a custodian for a period of time and a gardener. Jake, you know that. I just didn't. Yeah, we, I just didn't do sales. I I when I was really young, I had a paper route. I used to go collecting, 
but I, I never had a frontline sales type of occupation of any kind. I'll tell you a funny uh, quirk of working. Uh, we also sold phones. I was in the phone department, you know, wall phones, which people don't uh, even have anymore. But uh, mm -hmm. at the time, you used it a fairly liberal return policy, but you would be really shocked with what people tried to return. I mean, <laughs> like five-year-old phones? Oh, five, ten, fifteen-year-olds. I mean, people. And then I had the weakest managers. Just weak, just spineless. Wait, this is a spin dial. What? what? Spineless people. So I would, I would enforce the return policy, right? I'd be like, no, I'm not, I'm not returning this. This is uh, Alexander Graham Bell's first edition. I'm not, I'm not returning this. I, you don't even have proof that you bought it here. And then people would would get, well, well, well I want to see your manager. And my manager would come over and be like, oh, yeah, we'll return that, sure. Here you go. Thanks for shopping at Sears. And then bounce. And then, okay, glad I cleaned that one up. Oh, try not to make such a mess next time. <laughs> oh, man. All Spineless. Right. People would bring in just uh, garbage. I mean, something they fished out of the trash. <laughs> I want to return this, please. So, so what was the deal on that? If if you don't have a receipt, you would accept it back anyway. Huh? Yeah, it was something like uh, they won't. Hey, they you don't get, worry. They were just going to get their money back on the uh, the credit card. So you don't worry about it. They're going to get their money back on the interest. Oh yeah, well, that's true. No, you you return it for store credit or whatever. Important. The they, they wouldn't thing, give you couldn't give cash, but the closest thing I can I can think of that I did in my past to relate to what you guys are saying is. As a part of a service project, I delivered Sears catalogs. That's not close at all. No, well, it's working for I mean, Sears, kind of. <laughs> oh, well. All right, should we do we want to do we want to talk the sports? Should we should we dive into sure. today's agenda? Yeah. All right, Lloyd. Let's head into the split story. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Obviously, guys will, other guys will get other opportunities or more opportunities um, to be out there and, and play either more minutes or some minutes if they haven't played. I, I don't know what that rotation is going to look like. Um, Obviously, they'll, that's on the, the coaching staff. But uh, I think for, for, for Donovan and I, um, yeah, just a bit more, um, not pressure, but just to, to make sure we are running what we want to run. Obviously, Mike is a hell of a point guard. And when he's out there with either the starters or um, kind of that second stint that he plays with, where me and him play together a little bit, um, just getting into our offense, knowing what we're running is is very fluid because we – uh, we're so I guess we're used to it as well um, and obviously their IQ Donovan and Mike's when they're running the point so um, yeah obviously more kind of emphasis on on Donovan and I to 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 control the tempo control what we're running what we want to do um, getting the guys ball the ball where they want it getting into the sets we want to get to um, regardless of zone full court pressure whatever they're in so um We've, I mean, obviously I'm comfortable playing point and, and initiating our offense. And, and obviously you guys know Donovan is as well. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out on the fly a little bit. We obviously don't have a choice. It's the first time. And um, JC obviously just, uh, I don't even know what he did, rolled his ankle or whatever it was. Um, 
so when we get him back, we'll get him back. And 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 Mike is like you said, kind of been in and out with with the management stuff. So we'll we'll figure it out. It's uh, honestly like the last thing I'm worried about. To be honest, I got to get home, get a nap, pick my kid up from school. Um, got a lot to go on before I get to the game. There is Joe Ingles from this morning. Um, talking about being shorthanded going up against the Wizards tonight. No Jordan Clarkson because of the ankle and no Mike Conley as uh, they continue to manage his hamstring to make sure that the situation is manageable. I'm not, I don't know much about the handling of a hamstring. I mean, does, is, is, I mean, this is what I don't understand. If you can play one game, why can't you play the next? Does it, is it a, fatigue type situation or what do you know jake well i mean i i know that things change on a daily basis so um but i i'm sure it's just the overuse they don't want to it it's you know something that's flared up and they don't want it to turn into a serious issue so you make sure i mean mike when he talks about it he says he wants to play and is fine but the jazz are kind of stepping in and yeah um, i don't want to say force because that's that's never a good word but uh, encourage mike to do the right thing how about that uh or what they see is the right thing as far as management goes because they need they need him in the playoffs gordon you're the one who uh has talked a lot about this jazz team needs to prove what they can do in the playoffs well they need mike conley to do that and again, I, I I brought this up with you before. You know, you go back a couple of years ago, when the Jazz beat Oklahoma City and then lost to Houston. Well, a big part of the reason they lost to uh, to the Rockets in the second round was because Ricky Rubio was unavailable. Yeah. Because um, they had to. You remember the sprint just to get into the playoffs that year? They had to really give it everything they had just to get in, and then Ricky's hamstring gave out on them, and they didn't have a very good chance of winning you know, of beating the Rockets in that series. So, you know, if they had it to do over again, I'm sure they would have tried to manage it a little bit better, but the the situation didn't allow. But now it does. Jazz have the best record in the league and have a little bit of a cushion and going to make sure Mike is ready to go when the playoffs do roll around. It makes sense. Okay, so the Jazz will be uh, without Mike Conley, without uh, Jordan Clarkson, and and those are significant losses, obviously, uh, like Joe was talking about. The guys fill in and seem very capable of doing that in the short term. Over the long haul, obviously, it would be a different story. But in the short term, I think they can make up for it. The biggest question about tonight's game, and I don't know whether you really have the information on it, Bradley Beal. I haven't seen the latest. I'm not sure yet. He missed Saturday night's game. Probable, says Lee. Probable now. Okay. Because he missed uh, the game against the Suns on Saturday night. Uh, back tightness. And any time I hear about back tightness, it makes me – that seems kind of finicky. You know, you never know exactly how it's going to be. I guess he did play on Friday night against the Warriors, but he had to leave the game and then get treatment, and then he came back. But uh, as I said, Miss Saturday night's game. He is, well, he's the NBA's leading scorer. That's a huge loss for that team. You know, a huge loss. So if he, <laughs> knowing the way it works against the Jazz sometimes, he'll probably play and score 53 points or something. Well, you know, Westbrook is going to be motivated to play because he always, always seems to be motivated to play, particularly against the Jazz. Uh, but the Jazz should be motivated in this one too because. I mean, there haven't been very many losses this year. Maybe there's a worse loss that they've had, but that's got to be right up there with their worst losses, right? 
The thing about that was that was so weird was when the Jazz were originally scheduled to play the Wizards, they they were on that roll, you know, and they probably would have won that game handily because that's the way things were flowing at that time. And then when they came back and played the Wizards later, they we, we know how that went for them, not particularly good. And Bradley Beal, I mean, and and uh, Russell Westbrook, when I guess he's in the mood, pretty pretty a lot to handle there, a lot to handle for the Jazz. So we'll see if uh, they can sort of do. You know, they should play this game in honor of Austin Horton. How play so? with re- with revenge in mind. Okay, I see what you because Austin likes getting revenge. I, I was oh, worried. he says there's nothing there's nothing sweeter. I was and worried you were going to imply like something bad has happened to him. We have to like, no, Austin's <laughs> no. fine. No, no, I just uh, they need to come out with uh, uh, in a fury, really, to to get this thing taken care of. Mark my word tonight: the Jazz will kill the Wiz, the Wizards on the boards because the Wizards really don't rebound very well. And the Jazz, that's been a, a relative strength for them this season. So watch for that. Yeah, and the last poor rebounding team they, they played against, I'm trying to remember who it was, but they got just crushed on the boards. Phoenix, was it? Well, no, I think it was it was Dallas. Uh-huh. That's what it was. And Dallas is not a good rebounding team. It just smashed the Jazz on the boards. So you're careful. What you, you're tempting fate there, Gordon. Yeah, probably. Probably. I've done it before. I'll do it again. You know, I mean, but I – if Bradley Beal can't go, then then really, I think just out of sympathy, we should say, let's go Wiz. No, I don't, and that was really just, a stretch to get there too. By the way, had many other opportunities. Yeah, you didn't that, take them, and that was the one you took. Oh no, no, no we've got. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really shoehorn you really shoehorned that in there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but but I'm hoping Beal plays because I don't I don't like I get it. The Jazz maybe that would even it out if the Jazz are missing two of their key components. But I I, I like to see the Jazz challenged with. Uh, I mean, uh, he's he's one of the NBA's best, and and you want to see what the Jazz do against that. Right? Even if he plays, this the Wizards team is is. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, isn't that, like, isn't he, that what we said last time? Right. And that's why it's their worst loss of the year because it's yeah. really inexplainable. I mean, I like Hachimura. He's a, I think he's a, a good player and a solid piece. But, you know, outside of that, I mean, and, uh, uh, Bertrand's doing it for you, Gordon? Howell Neto? Ish Smith? Your guy, Robin well, Lopez? I think Bertrand's, he's, he's kind of day-to-day, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, I would no. I'm just looking at the rest of the of the roster, Gordon. I'm not. Yeah, I know. And Bertrand's is not on their injury list, by the way. Okay, I just I thought I read earlier today it was day to day, whatever that means. Aren't we all day to day? So, Alex Alex Len is still in the league. In case you were wondering, (laughs) how's he doing? Well, he's on the bottom of the Wizards roster. Well, that's not a bad life. He's made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You you uh, confuse a team into thinking you're good and get drafted high, and you ride that gravy train as long as you can. The Alex Lenz story. Well, wasn't he on the cover of the Time or Newsweek or something? Alex Lenz? Yeah. 
Oh, oh no, 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 you no. You talking no, about that no, thing no. where everybody's on the cover? Uh, no, no, I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. Not true. Well, he's a physical player. You know, he's uh, he adds a little, a little something there, right? Alex Lynn? Yeah. No, he doesn't add much. Oh, okay. Well, last nothing. time these two teams played, I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I said the Jazz are going to roll, and I'm saying the same thing about tonight's game. But I, you know, there is that, there is that, that other part of the. Austin Horton factor where you do kind of put the whammy on it. But uh, come on, the Jazz going to win this game whether Beal plays or not, right? Uh, it will tip off at 7. Pre-game will begin at 6. Tim Lacombe is back. And I want to thank you again for filling in on Saturday, Gordon. I thought that went well. We uh, oh, yeah, Gordon was, uh, was nice enough to do Jazz pre-half and post for the Kings game. We, I, I got you an interesting opponent, Gordon, I know. But you made the you made the best of it. Well, it was more about the Jazz and what they were doing, and we talked a lot about Donovan Mitchell and the way he has been playing and the way he just is and uh, what a key that's been for the Jazz. And when you have a player who is scoring 40 points a night, uh, doesn't that add? And it was a little bit of a rough go. It was a rough go for Donovan at first, but that made it that much more impressive to me, Jake, that he was able to turn it around. You and I have talked a lot about that. Players... The great ones, even if they're not feeling it early, can turn it. And and I don't even know how they do it. Because if you're missing, aren't you missing? Well, that wasn't the case with him against the Kings. He was missing, and then he wasn't missing. And I think that gives the Jazz as a team all kinds of confidence to have a guy who they can rely on to get that job done when it needs getting done. All right, we will get into more uh, of jazz basketball. Of course, we'll have a lot of that conversation throughout the uh, the show today. Uh, stay tuned because we've got uh, Coach Chiesa coming up at 3. Our friend Chris Mannix will jump on the show at 4. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Credence, selected by Lloyd and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Credence Clearwater Revival, one of my all-time favorite bands. It's a great song, too, Lloyd. I've told you before, this is uh, Lavelle Edwards' favorite band. Good band. I got to admit, I was uh, surprised to find out that they're from Northern California, not you know the Bayou, but <laughs> whatever, whatever you got to do. As long as you're spinning, spinning the hits. I always thought okay. it was. Okay, so so I have a question. I'm sorry. I have, I have a question about did Credence, who sang "There Is a House in New Orleans"? That's the Animals. Okay, the Animals. All right. 
I always think for some reason Creedence sang that song. But it's the animals, and that song is written by Bob Dylan. Ah, that's why you know it. Oh no, well, I mean, who, that's a pretty famous song. I mean, so, so, like, so I have a, I don't know. There's a lot of people of your generation that wouldn't know that. Uh, what's the Eric something? What's the lead singer of the Animals? Gotta love his voice, Eric. Uh, White Mayor. Not Wyden Mayor. No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's blind. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So yeah, uh, nice. nice. I, I got a stat that would surprise you, Jake. Okay. See if this uh, if this would surprises you, Russell Westbrook is averaging about half of the Jazz's total uh, over the last 10 games in assists. He averages per game. Yeah, he averages almost 11 assists a game, and the Jazz are averaging 22 as a team over their last 10 games. And that surprises me because I would expect the Jazz's assist average to be higher than that. Uh, I mean, I know, I know, because we keep track of this stuff that it hasn't been. But with the offense that Quinn Snyder prefers, isn't that a little bit surprising? Um, no, because it depends on how the Jazz are getting their points. I mean, if they're hitting a bunch of catch and shoots, the the assist numbers are are certainly going to be up. Russell Westbrook's game, and I've I've been telling you this for years, is that the the assist is not necessarily a a great stat to indicate unselfishness anymore. Because the way Russell Westbrook plays basketball, where he lets the air out of the ball for 23 out of the 24 seconds and then either shoots or dishes, I mean, he's going to stack up a bunch of assists. Because, I mean, you know, if you want to look at it from a more positive uh, standpoint, he creates a lot of opportunities for his teammates based on the way he plays. Well, I mean, it won't count as an assist if whoever he's passing it to doesn't score. Right, correct. But, I mean, it's would I wouldn't characterize the way Russell Westbrook plays basketball as unselfish, yet he's, he stacks up a lot of assists. So I would, however, characterize the way the Jazz play as unselfish, yet some nights that doesn't manifest itself in a bunch of assists. So and, and, I, I don't know if I'm, a, I'm drawing the straight-line conclusion that you are. Right, right. I don't know. I just, I just think with the way the ball, the Jazz like to move the ball, and I understand that guys are driving a little more, Donovan Mitchell and... Uh, Jordan Clarkson and, and guys like that. But uh, still, I, w- I would expect with the unselfish nature uh, of just in my mind's eye, you know, of the ball moving, move the ball, move the ball, which leads to a basket. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the Wizards are averaging as a team three more assists than the guys at least over their last ten games. Well, so. I, I mean, the assist number would have been higher in the Sacramento game, had those catch-and-shoot three opportunities gone down, which we talked about uh, Saturday night in the postgame. They did not. So they got more going to the basket, and they got more with the twos, and thus the assist numbers um, you know, were not through the roof. And by the way, 22 assists for a game is not terrible. They had 22 it's not, it's not ass- great. They had 22 assists on 40 made baskets. It's still above 50% of their made field goals. It's not terrible. Well, all that means is, well, yeah, I I understand what you're saying, but league-wide, 22 assists is in the lower part of the league, I believe. Hmm. I don't have those numbers in front of me right now, but I would guess that way. Yeah, but, well, I mean, 
get into the minutia of it all, but I mean, there's a reason that Ricky Rubio's assists went down when he came to the Jazz. Mike Conley's assists have gone down since he came to the Jazz. It's the way they play isn't necessarily conducive to assists all the time, and certainly isn't conducive to one player racking up a bunch. See, of them. yeah, see, that's what that's the part I agree with. What you just said, the first part I don't think matters because who cares who's getting the assists as long as the ball is moving. And the problem with the Jazz, again, that leads into what I would assume, and that is that more guys are passing the ball, not just one guy, and so uh, more team assists. Yeah, but did you think, honestly, and I'm not trying to ask a leading question here, but do you think the Jazz played selfishly against the Kings? No, no, I just because I don't I, either. And no, I'm not. I'm not. This isn't an observation out of the way they play. And oh my gosh, look, they're averaging 22 assists over their last 10 games. They must be playing selfish. It just surprises me because I would expect that number to be higher than it is. I don't know that I would. I guess that's where we differ on this one. And that's because of the, what we talked about earlier that Donovan and others. Uh, Mike Conley, they drive to the basket more, and uh, there there is no assist involved in that. Right, and how many? But someone, how but many... someone passed them a ball to where from a, to a position where they could drive and score without the assist. Well, and and here's another thing for you, Gordon. How many attempts did Rudy have on Saturday? Two. Two. Where do a bunch of the Jazz assists come from? I mean, any time Rudy scores, you can almost count on it that there is an assist to that basket, right? So yeah, if but, they, if they yeah keep... but points points weren't a problem. I mean, the exactly, Jazz... they got him a different way. That's exactly my point. Right, right, and that's my point too. That they're they're getting points, but the, the the assists aren't there. And so, and I'm not even saying this is a bad thing because we all remember when the Jazz were playing Houston in the playoffs, and uh, they tried to 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 move the ball around and. Donovan Mitchell had a wall built around him, and nobody else could drive to the basket, so that that was a problem for them. But I, I just I find that I would expect I just in watching this team play, I would expect that number to be higher than it is. And I guess you're seeing something that 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 I'm not. It's not like we disagree that much because I understand that guys are driving to the basket to score at the rim, because the two things that Quinn stresses are scoring at the rim and and the three point shot. You know, it used to be that they would lob the ball into Rudy. Now other guys are getting to the rim, too. So, Yeah, and Rudy only had two attempts. That's that's a big deal, that's considering weird, that Rudy usually has 8.2 attempts and 5.5 makes. So let's say he makes six. That's four extra assists, and now you're looking at 26 instead of 22, and we're not having this conversation. Right, but why didn't he have more shots? Because Sacramento took him away. You were watching it. The way that they played, they weren't going to let Rudy dunk on him all night. It's the Sophie's choice that every team has to make when they play against the Jazz. Am I going to make sure Rudy doesn't dunk on me all night, or am I going to uh, am I going to stay home on the shooters? Sacramento stayed low and and made sure Rudy didn't beat him. And the Jazz took fifty threes. I mean, that's that's an incredible amount of threes. That's ten threes more than their season average. Now they didn't make them, so they had to win a different way. But they still took 53s. Sacramento picked Rudy. They said, we're not going to let Rudy beat us. And, okay, and so the, the bet, you know, should have paid off for him. But the Jazz found a different way to win, and they won by 19. So are we saying, what are we saying here then? That they would have had more assists if those shots had gone in? What shots? The, the three-point shots? Yeah. The catch-and-shoot ones, obviously. Yeah. 
So you asked me if if I was concerned by the parallel of the assist number for the Jazz over the last 10 games compared to Russell Westbrook, and I guess my answer to that, to bring the segment to a full circle, would be no. All right. Well, obviously the Jazz are 8-2 and two over their last 10, so something must be working. Right. <laughs> Although they did have the two the two disappointing losses, but what else? 8-2. Okay. It's okay to say eight and two without. Am I looking the at the hole instead of the donut? Is that is that what I'm doing wrong here? <laughs> just a little nitpicky. <laughs> <laughs> just right. a little eight and two, and their their uh, their what was their win streak prior uh, prior to losing that? Wasn't it eleven? So yeah. I mean, you know, that's like when one of your your daughters uh, brought home an A, and sat down in front of you, and you said, "Where's the plus?" Where is that plus? I tell you, grounded, grounded. Is eight and two an A? Heck yeah, eight and two. Are you kidding? You're winning eighty percent of your games. Is that good? Is that good? Anybody? Can anybody tell me? Is eighty, eighty, winning eighty percent. Is that good? Wait, is that or is that an A minus? <laughs> yeah. Lloyd brings if we're up just going point. to the grading thing, then is that an A minus then? Yeah, because if you get. 80% on a test, that isn't even close to an A. 80% gets you maybe a B. Has there ever been a, a team in NBA history that won 80% of their games? Uh, I'm just going straight strictly by the grading scale. I, I think 80% might be like, like a B. Yeah. NBA standards, yeah, it might be an A- minus or an A. That's it. 80% of your games minus just a minus on there. Man, I'll tell you though. 73 the, the, and 9 was Golden State in 2015. That is What what's the lower than that? 80%. What is it? Well, I don't know, Gordon, but I know that <laughs> 9 out of 10 equals 90 and 8 out of 10 Let's equals out. 80 and se- or uh, and 82 <laughs> games is fewer than 100. So you can kind of draw the line there. Let's check out Gordon's phone calculator skills. Give All it to right. me, Gordon. All right, let's see here. Let me check that out for a second. Let's see. This this is going to win. This this t- is the type of radio people are here for. This You're is going to win us an award. It, okay, so uh, uh, let's see. I got that. You can't even uh, I got, hold on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. We asked Gordon the other day what he listened to his music on on his phone, and he had no idea. What was the record that year? Was it seventy three and nine? Seventy three and nine, yeah. Okay, so I, I so if, how Carry would I do three. that? I divide I divide eighty two. What do I no, do? No, you divide do nine do? by seventy three. Okay. Nine by seventy three. I regret this question so that's much. My fault. Wait, that was that's not right. Anyway, okay. Wait, what are you, you still mean that's not right? What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, give me that one more time. What no, do I do? just come on. I want to know. You're what working the percentage a calculator, was. Gordon. Okay, tell me what I. What do I? I. What do I divide by? What? It's. Let's see. No, that can't be right. Gordon's right. <laughs> okay, why are we doing this? I mean, we, 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 we got to follow through. math on the air. I, I know, but I got a freaking calculator in front of me. So what do I? What do I divide to get the percentage? You got to divide seventy three by the total amount of games. You got to do the total amount of games. Oh yeah, that's so. There you go. I just figured you were going to be able to okay. do it. Come on, that's eighty nine percent according to my calculator. 
This is so bad. I'm now I have people texting me uh, in my personal life. Shout out to you, Wait, Jay you Bird. told them to take. Wait, am I right? Divided by seventy-three. <laughs> no, you that you totally that screwed was, me that up. That was rough. That was rough. Okay, so so if if what you just told me, uh, Lloyd, is true, then that was better than eighty-nine percent, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that would be that would be that's an A right there. That is an A. That's Maybe an A plus. Stay yeah. tuned. Uh, that, no, that, that's of a, this yeah. coming up next. Okay. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. English Lit next. In financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, The Zone. We are getting killed for our masks. Yeah, skills. we got to move on from that last segment. Uh, that was easily one of the worst segments I've had in my career. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I mean, that was, that was just a complete failure. There's, there's failures, and then there was that segment. See, so, you take great you take great pride in your math skills. I do I never, not. I do I've not. I've never taken much uh, pride in my math skills. That doesn't mean I, I like humiliating myself on the radio. <laughs> All you got to say is this is why I got into radio. There you go. <laughs> Obviously. There you go. I mean, I wasn't making it as an engineer with those math skills, I'll tell See? you that. All right. Okay, so if you had uh, if you'd been in charge of building a skyscraper and your math skills were running oh, along man. those lines, well, How long before it collapsed? Well, it wouldn't pass inspection. Well, it, it would never get done. I mean, a bridge? It wouldn't have passed <laughs> inspection. Jake's yeah. bridge would be that bridge up in Washington that went on and started twisting all over the place. Remember that? My bridge would be non-existent because I would have been fired from that job. Uh, Gordon, I have some uh, somewhat breaking news for you. Okay. Uh, Adam Sadler did something funny. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, get this. So uh, Adam Sandler uh, sent out a tweet about uh, um, what's uh, what's his first name? Will Zalatoris. Yeah. And uh, you, he what took second at the Masters yes. uh, over the weekend, uh-huh. and uh, basically he sent out a tweet congratulating him because he looks like um, I'm trying to find the exact tweet here, but he looks like. Uh, the the caddy from Happy Gilmore. Do you remember the younger blonde kid uh-huh. from Happy yeah. Gilmore? And this, this yeah. Zalatoris looks just like him. Here's what he tweeted. He said, "Mr. Gilmore is watching you and very proud." That's what he said, and it, absolutely hilarious. Maybe the first funny thing he's done since <laughs> Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that was a funny movie. Happy Gilmore was funny. Yeah. Most yeah. of his others not. Uh, but that was hilarious. But what did you think of, uh, about the Masters, Gordon? It, it wasn't uh, exactly a thrilling finish. No, but with the stumble down the stretch, it made it a little closer. Um, but uh, but I, I watched a lot of it. And uh, then when it looked like uh, it was going to be sort of a 
a landslide in favor of Hideki. Um, I uh, kind of walked away for a minute and then came back later. But I liked it, man. I, I like the fact that you have uh, a, a, someone who's doing something that's never been done before. Of course, no Japanese golfer has ever won the Masters. And, in fact, I wrote a column about this. I don't know if they posted it or not at SL Trib, but I, I thought it was um, – I thought it was rewarding to see a player do something that no one from his country had ever done before. Uh, and I, I thought that was in and of itself exhilarating. I know that most Americans, well, first of all, most Utahns are probably rooting for Tony Finau. You know, I mean, what a great story he has. And there's the local ties to him. But then on top of that comes the, the sort of the – nationalistic view uh, people rooting for Americans, especially Americans who are somewhat charismatic like Jordan Spieth. Um, and, uh, but that didn't work out. And then you have this golfer who during the uh, rain break on Saturday went out to his car to relax his nerves and played games on his phone. Now, if that doesn't make the youth of, of America and uh, the youth of the world connect with this guy, I don't know who, what else would. But I, I just thought it was cool to see him win it. And he played solid enough to get that big lead and then hang on for dear life down the stretch. Gordon, uh, adding to that, I know uh, you know this as an aficionado in Japanese culture, but golf is huge in yes. Japan. It is, it uh-huh. is very popular. So... I'm sure this makes him very popular back home, and yeah, I, I'm, it's a it's a it's a big deal uh, to the the that country for sure. So anyway, uh, Gordon's I just found it. Gordon, your column is indeed up sltrib.com. But uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, Spieth finished at uh, seven under, Xander Shoffley at seven under, and uh, let's see here, John Rahm and Mike uh, Mark Leishman at six under par, but uh, really those were the only ones in shouting distance of uh, Mat- uh, Matsuyama, who finished yeah. 10 under. So, Yes. And he limped home a little bit, but he had built up that big lead. And so I, I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I like it, especially with events of, uh, of the last couple of weeks, you know, and sort of this, um, I don't know, I, th- I think uh, Americans of Asian descent have uh, had some difficulties through the years unfairly and it's nice to see to see Hideki uh, win that thing I, that's just my perspective I don't know if others feel differently but that's the way I saw it do you know how much Tony Finau won for finishing in a tie for 10th at three under are you, par are you, are you telling us that we don't have to feel sorry for him oh no I, I was I just saying to you I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the what the prize for 10th was but I would guess it to be nigh on to a million dollars Oh, no, not even close. What is it? $299,000. Okay. All right. A million bucks. What did you think the winner won? Well, I thought that they were divvying it up the way you divvied it up when you were commissioner of the NCAA tournament brackets we did when I won it. And your best friend came in second, and he got like a... He got like one Snickers bar less than what I that got. Is, so. That is slanderous for so many reasons. And I love it how you deflect with a personal shot. <laughs> Did you, th- did you think Matsuyama walked home with 20 million bucks? What did he I get? I mean, he got 2 million. 
And okay. now after after a guest like that, it just seems so pedestrian. Well, like instead of looking got, at it, got you're, a million. Yeah, yeah, you're going two million dollars. Now you look at it and go, ah, two million <laughs> bucks. I, don't know. I thought ten place got a million. <laughs> right. So we're not good with numbers around here. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know. Certainly we're, not. We're proving that. Yes. But uh, still, three hundred grand for your for your trouble. That's what we'll I was going to say. You finished tenth, and you you got three hundred grand. That's incredible. Speaking- How does that work when you tie for tenth? I mean, what what would it have been if he had been the sole possessor of tenth place? I'm not sure, Gordon. I'm not going to ask. You, you want to know what a tie for eighth would have gotten you? Three hundred forty-five grand. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, worth four days of effort, I'd say. Three hundred k. Jeez. <laughs> Playing. Oh, that's minutes. good. Jeez. Good for him. And speaking of Happy Gilmore, I would do that too, where I would make him give me the giant checks every single tournament. <laughs> How do you cash that, though? I don't think you can. That's why it was such a funny joke. But yeah, I want I want a whole like seven of those in the back of my car. <laughs> right, exactly. Lloyd, you're a golfer. Don't you think the green jacket is one of the coolest of all trophies? I yes. know they get a trophy too, but I still, think, that green yeah, jacket. Okay, I heard PK saying this exact thing the other day, and I couldn't help but thinking like, no, it's it is ugly. There is a reason that nobody walks around town in a green jacket <laughs> unless it's Christmas. So why does why does everybody think, oh, the green jacket? They picked well, the ugliest thing unique. they could find and made a trophy no, out of it. And now everybody is, is, like, gaslighting me, telling me that this is some attractive trophy. No, it's not. It's green. Oh, it it's is. It's Christmas oh, green. You look Jake, like a darn Christmas light walking no. around town. It's not cool. First of all. Nobody first, has a green jacket. All, nobody. nobody. Yeah. For a good reason. But, yeah, but. You have to green, win something to get it. For, yeah. First of all, I love the color green. It'd be like, so uh, I, I don't think a green jacket is ugly to begin with. Do but you nobody have else one? Is, uh, Why don't you have one then? It'd be like if if the trophy was getting punched in the face, and then all of, all of a sudden everybody's like, <laughs> "Oh, isn't that the coolest reward for a win ever?" <laughs> uh, I see. I don't think they're ugly, and, and with all the meaning attached to winning that particular tournament, uh, if I could take that thing with me, I would wear it like every day. Well, they can take it with them, can't they? For a minute, yeah. Yeah, what, for the first year or something? Is that what uh, I'm not sure, but I know Phil, he wore it through like a Krispy Kreme Donuts. <laughs> yeah, you can for a minute. But no, it's not the coolest trophy in sports like you and oh, PK want to it spout. It's, it's honestly ugly. I don't think it so. It certainly is. It's a bright green jacket. You look Would, like a Christmas were, elf. If you're... <laughs> Now, you may say the stigma attached to it is cool because you had to win the tournament. Okay, okay, okay. See, I would think but that jacket's right up your alley. It's let's all not, about being different. Let's not pretend. Yeah. You would be different let's, with that jacket. A green suit jacket yeah. is good looking. A what? A green suit jacket or jacket is good looking. Is not, is not good looking, you're saying? You're just going to stand by that. No matter it's what. It's not. How many are in your closet right what, now? What? Uh, well, not many, but I... Not I mean, any. I, Zero. Well, There's a no, reason that nobody have, does. No, I used to have a, a sort of a green... A kind bright of, green, ca- Christmas a khaki, green jacket. A khaki green kind of summer. summer not, ca- not a khaki thing. green. I'm talking Christmas helper elves green. But I agree with Lloyd. That makes it that much more significant. That it stands out even more. Fine, but don't tell me it's cool or good looking. Cause it's I not. like green. I like the color green. I am going to get you a green jacket. Speaking of and a guy that's interested in nothing but green right in front of me, 
But this is like olive green. This so isn't what? like Jake's Christmas green. green. Don't act like you hate green. I don't you're hate green. You're, okay, you're, you're, then, you're, then shut you're, up don't about it. That jacket is cool. <laughs> you're quibbling over the shade of green. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get Gordon like a, a bright green jacket. And a bright better, green smokers jacket. Bet you better wear it like every time I see you. <laughs> you get me a color that isn't like stupid green, like bright green, like fluorescent green, and I'll wear I promise you I'll wear that. Coach Chiesa is going to join us next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.